Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Burke, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Nick Ratliff, Realtor. We'll tell you more about him in just a bit. We are going to talk today about Kentucky football, maybe mix in some basketball, and we have some questions out and about, so we'll answer your questions in this week's edition of the Mailbag. We got a few. There's a couple fun ones, a couple interesting ones, so we'll just start with the Mailbag, since that's what I just talked about. Here's a question for you, Kyle, and this is probably your least expertise area when it comes to the Kentucky sporting room world. Tommy asked, does this season help finish off 2019 with a higher-ranked guys or set up 2020 for higher-ranked players in football recruiting? Yeah, I'm not like well-versed in the day-to-day uh, UK football recruiting. But, I, but generally speaking, I feel like – I think I've maybe talked about this before, this idea. Like w- one thing with football recruiting, the calendar really speeding up – now you have the early signing period and just in general, even before that happened, like guys, just a lot of the top guys making their decisions a lot earlier. I feel like, you know, there was still some skepticism about the program. I think we saw maybe recruiting dipping a little bit, you know, earlier in this cycle before the season began. Um, and I'm not sure that by the time you get to this point and everybody realizes like, wow, Kentucky's a good and having a really special season that it necessarily is going to have this huge impact on the current class just because their guys are a lot further down the road. They may have, you know, some people that might've kept Kentucky on the list have already eliminated them or, or have just weren't seriously thinking about Kentucky and moved on with somebody else. I don't know how much it'll impact this year. Um, But I think in these situations, when a team has like a big breakout year, it usually spikes the next recruiting cycle because now your guys that you were already in on, in the in the the, the next group, um, you have something to sell them, you know, and and it's kind of been this has kind of been a process for Kentucky. Like when they first got here, they were selling dreams. They were selling we're going to build stuff facilities wise. Use your imagination. Then it was here. Here's the stadium we actually have to show you. And then it was here's the practice facility we actually have to show you. And then the results were good, but not great. And maybe last year a little bit of a of a um, some frustration that they didn't do more. Um, and, and you say, well, we're going to break through and you're selling that dream. And, and now you're, now you're able to sell those real results, you know, basically the building, this is the, the, this is the wins version of the buildings. Like you're not just showing them uh, blueprints anymore. You're showing them, here's how we did it. We actually did it. We beat, we beat Florida. Uh, we're playing on Saturday for an sec East title and a trip to the championship game. We're in the college football playoff rankings, number nine to start the year. We have something to show you beyond blueprints and so like i said i'm not sure that that has a huge impact there'll be a handful of guys i think it may help them that some of the remaining in-state guys may have already but in terms of like your four and your five-star recruits that you might want to go after i think you that may make a bigger difference in the in the class after this one the name that everybody's interested right now in is wandell robinson out of the frankfurt area and we are recording this on the 31st he is going to decide tomorrow so maybe while you're listening to this, you already know where he picked. 
Earlier on in his recruitment, I heard positive things for Kentucky. Recently, I've heard less positive things. I hear a lot of chatter about Nebraska. If I had to pick where he would go, that be, would be the spot. But as Kyle said, this recruiting thing, it's its kind of so late-ish in the, these things and these decisions that it is kind of tough to impact guys that are going to be signing early. And for the most part, you know, Kentucky has a lot of their class already lined up for this season. So there's always a couple of surprises. And, you know, maybe it turns from, from where you're signing Josh Allen and you're turning a two-star into a superstar you're getting a legit kind of star situation if someone decommits late from another school and now you're a viable option as an SEC team that they think is a landing spot for them. Yeah, I mean, like, the Josh Allen stories are always great and Benny, Benny Snell, Josh Allen a two-star, and Benny Snell a three-star who Ohio State didn't want. But you've also got to have some guys that you know day one are walking in the door. And Benny kind of was that, but Josh Allen was not you know, walking in the door that they can plug a spot and play, right? You know, you'd, you'd love it if you had a four or five star guy that was coming in that was, you know, a Josh Pascal type guy, that that kind of guy who, you know, you're losing Josh Allen, you're going to plug that guy in. That's what Alabama does so well. They're developing too, but they also, they're not this, these huge dips from year to year as they, as they lose guys because they have that next group that's sort of ready-made coming in and they they get better with time but they're they're good right out of the gate Wanda will be interesting i i assume it's not kentucky but you know in the recent weeks you could see why he would look at it look at their situation offensively and go i don't want to be involved in that where they're going to throw for 13 yards but uh you know maybe they sell what lynn bowden's been able to do even with quarterback issues or, or passing game issues and then you know the last thing he saw before making his decision in terms of games was was Lynn Bowden putting on an absolute show. And maybe you sell, you come in and say at the last hour, hey, that's you. That's what we think you are. I don't know. The Nebraska thing's interesting, too. Talk about, like, guys establishing what they're thinking before the results even really start playing out in the season. You know, Nebraska has kind of been a, a, one of the favorites since the summer. They started 0-6 under Scott Frost. Kentucky started 7-1. and but I'm not sure that matters that much. And a lot of it is, is scheme. Like they, you know, Scott Frost has, has had an exciting offense, certainly at central Florida, you expect he will again and, and can probably sell that to that kid. Uh, Kentucky has, you know, other than the running game, hasn't had that to sell to people. That'll be one area in recruiting. I'm really interested to see, like how do they recruit quarterbacks, receivers, skill guys and on offense when it would be, I think right now, kind of easy to negatively recruit against them uh, when you're talking about offensive stars. Yeah, I agree. All right, second question from Michelle. Why do so many national analysts seem to hate the fact Kentucky is being successful in football this season? Do they? Uh, Do you get that sense? I mean, Wingo and Golick this morning on ESPN National Radio, and they were like, this is so cool. Like, their whole thing was this is really cool that Kentucky is in this spot. I, I think by and large, most people really like well, let me uh, stop. seeing the underdog. Stop. There's one big loud voice that I don't pay too much attention to that's out of Nashville now, I guess, that yaps oh, a lot. Yeah. He got well, a lot of people upset, but he says a lot of stupid things. That's one national voice that kind of hates. There was a couple like Sports Center clips that came out that people were retweeting about how uh, one anchor, L. Duncan, said she wished Kentucky would go away. She's a Georgia alumnus, and that was basically her saying that she thinks Georgia should run the East. I mean, people are taking that as a shot 
And then they spun it into, this is why I hate ESPN, which is fine and dandy. If you want to hate ESPN, go ahead. But they walk a weird line on SportsCenter nowadays where they're not really just delivering highlights and they ask them to show personality. And right. then when they show personality, people get mad at them. So that's neither here nor there. And then finally, the last recently one I saw was Joey Galloway last night completely dismissing Kentucky because I think the quote he said was, I thought we were going to talk about teams that actually had a chance in the playoff. Yeah. Well, I look, you know, until they beat Georgia, I, you can't, it's hard to seriously consider that that is a case for Kentucky because you've got to go through Georgia and then Alabama probably. And that's a tall order for whether you were Kentucky or anybody. Uh, I think if they beat Georgia, then, and people are still saying that kind of stuff, then, then you have a, a beef, but I mean, I get it. Kentucky's new to the party and, you know, they still haven't played the best team in the division that they're going to do that Saturday. And people are, there's going to be a lot of people that remain skeptical, even if they think it's a feel good story until they see uh, what happens Saturday, uh, which to an extent, if we're talking about playoff contenders, I think is fair. And like, if you're a Kentucky fan, all of a sudden you go, you jump from like, you know, let's break through and finally win eight games this year to you're on the cusp of doing that. And like, why are more people saying we're national title contenders? I mean, Maybe pump the brakes a little bit until we see if they can beat Georgia. You don't have to jump from from never from not winning eight games in a season since 1984 mm-hmm. to respect us as national title contenders. Good sir, we in Kentucky like the Drake, and he had the famous quote: zero to a hundred real quick." <laughs> Maybe they will. <laughs> and you know, one thing I was actually just on a radio show, and and to Congrats. a lot of people. Yeah, to, uh, I was on with Andy Staples. and uh, Oh, oh, big national guy. Oh, thank you for still remembering Locked On Kentucky, Kyle. <laughs> but, they, you know, you're talking about national, like, perception, right? And, and they're sort of like, what has happened to Kentucky? And, you know, honestly, I hadn't even thought or talked a lot about it, but to a lot of people outside of Kentucky, this team just, like, burst onto the scene, right? Like, all of a sudden, they're good, like, zero to 100. But if you think back to last season – about how close, and people dismissed that a little bit, I think, but how close was this team to winning nine or ten games last year and then returning everybody, basically? So, I mean, if, they had won, if they'd been a nine or ten win team last year and then done what they did now, it wouldn't be all that shocking, right? But to jump up from seven wins and you blew those games against Florida and Ole Miss and you still had the 32-year losing streak to Florida uh, because of all those things, it, it seems like a bigger surprise, but if you really look at it, I mean, they were, they were what, three last possession losses away from a 10-win season? Um, so did, they, they've, they've snuck up on people that way, but if you've been paying attention, they've sort of been on this slow build. They, they, all, they, were, they were really close to being, you know, going from five wins to seven the next to nine maybe last season to nine or ten this season, which is a really normal climb as you're doing sort of the step-by-step it, I think to outsiders though this feels like this a much bigger jump and maybe it's not all right we're going to talk a little bit more football give you a couple Georgia Georgia stats that I looked up on the internet and also let you know what the college football playoff selection committee chair had to say about UK but first I want to tell you guys more about Nick Ratliff buying or selling a home is a huge process and not something you want to do alone You don't want to go through it without someone to guide and protect you each step of the way. Nick Ratliff with Better Homes and Garden Real Estate Cypress is the man for that job. 
Nick is a lifetime resident of Kentucky, so he knows the area and shares your values. He loves for his clients to benefit from technology, but never loses that personal touch. Check out his website, bbnhomes.com. Oh, did I mention Nick is a University of Kentucky graduate? Twice, actually, and a lifetime Kentucky fan. Maybe that's why I went back to UK for that second degree, to get access to those cheaper student tickets again. If you're looking for a home or ready to sell, check out bbnhomes.com or call 859-429-SOLD. That's 859-429-7653. Don't buy or sell home without talking to Nick. You don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. And with all the sports going on right now, the best way to watch it, if you're moving, if you're home, is Sling TV. Sling TV gives you tons of options. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch just to see some game action? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, NBA basketball, all kinds of things. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices, your phone, your tablet, your computer, anything. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime, and as I mention every time I do this read, you can also upgrade and downgrade your channel packages depending on what you want to watch at that time. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a 7-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. It's a free trial. you got nothing to lose, so go check it out. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I got the link to um, the college football committee chair, Rob Mullen's transcript, Kyle, and it was a weird moment as we talked about yesterday where I quick did a, a search of the, the document and like, oh, is Kentucky mentioned here? And yup, they are. <laughs> and that's kind of a weird spot to be in. Normally, you're, you're not looking in that situation. I'll real quickly read you the quote. He was asked, how do you weigh Kentucky's quality of their wins and their recent offensive struggles? And Rob Mullen said, quality wins at Florida and then a win over Mississippi State, both ranked teams, and Kentucky as an outstanding defense They found a way to win, and their only loss is to a CFP-ranked team in overtime. Kentucky has a quality resume. I want to grow up and be one of those guys where you say a lot of words and they never really mean anything. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's a pretty solid, like, uh, (laughs) summation of their situation. Yeah, but it's a (laughs) non-answer. Oh, what, like, how does he, how do they they, work? Yeah, he was like, like... I don't know. Like that's a weird position to be in. Like, yeah, they suck on offense. I mean, there nobody in that chair is going to say that. But you know, I, I mean, how many times though? Here's the other thing about that. Like, how many times have we been looking at in the pre-Tua era? Have we been looking at Alabama and LSU as playoff contenders because they have an elite defense and they just they run the ball on offense? Lots. A lot. And people that are like, you can't win that way. Like. That is literally the only way Alabama and LSU won for a decade. And most SEC teams run the ball, play great defense, like nationally great defense. Kentucky's, I didn't think it was possible for Kentucky to basically not gimmick anybody and line up and do what the best teams are doing and still win. You know, not try to be different, but that's what they're doing. They're playing elite defense and they're running the ball, which, I mean, if you were going to get an honest answer from a, from a guy in that question that's what that's what i'd answer if i was in that chair and i was felt like i could answer honestly i'd say yeah they're not 
you know, maybe dynamic offensively, but I think we've had uh, Alabama and LSU <laughs> in this uh, discussion a lot of times over the last decade, and they've been exactly the same. I mean, it took Alabama forever to find a quarterback. I mean, they've had some pretty good ones. Now they have a great one. I mean, LSU had basically bad quarterbacks most of the time. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on that. All right, we'll flip to looking at Georgia just a little bit. On the next edition of the podcast, we'll do our over-under and game predictions, but I did want to give you guys you know, some heads up on what to watch out for on the dog squad. I would just say this. If you're looking at a guy that's going to kind of have an impact on the game, if you just tell somebody, watch out for that DeAndre kid for Georgia, there's a good chance you're going to be right because they're, they got a two-headed running back monster, which I think most people know, DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield. Yes, that is the son of Evander Holyfield. Don't make a joke about biting an ear because uh, you might get that family mad, and I wouldn't want that family mad at me. And then on the defensive side of the ball, two DeAndres also have huge impact. DeAndre Walker leads the team in tackles for loss with six and a half. Five of those are sacks. He's actually the only player with more than two sacks on the team. He's also forced three fumbles. And then DeAndre Baker has two picks and eight pass breakups this season. So if you want to sound smart and not have to do a lot of research, just say, keep an eye out for that DeAndre kid on Georgia. And there's a good chance you'll be right. <laughs> That's news you can use. Thank That's, you, Kurt. Hey, I, I just try to keep it simple here. Kyle, it was Halloween. Well, it's Halloween as we're recording right now. And you retweeted something that came from, I believe, the western part of the state. Someone dressed up like Mark Stoops punching the ceiling, which is a fantastic costume. It's a great costume. Like the setup, she's she's dressed just like Stoops. She's got the towel, you know, the whole getup. And she's like laying across like a white table. And then people are like down at her feet with their hands up looking like they're basically like they're lifting her up and crowd surfing. And then some people are holding up a chunk of ceiling tile that she is punching through. Uh, because Mark Stoops, while we mentioned, wildly flinging his fists in the air like a... <laughs> Little boy celebrating uh, getting a pony and uh, punched through their ceiling tile there in the Missouri locker room. It's, it is a really well done uh, fan themed costume. Yeah, and it will be on the Locked On Kentucky Twitter timeline. So go check it out at Locked On UK. Uh, coming up next, we want to tell you about a basketball connection to football, which our buddy Jerry Tipton found out and had a story about. And finally, we are going to wrap with a quick Halloween question for Kyle. And then the mailbag ends the podcast with a super random question, which could get Kyle upset. It might not. We'll find out. You should stay tuned. But first, I got to tell you about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. You know, Kentucky, Georgia this weekend, game sold out. You can't go through Ticketmaster or any of those things. So what are you going to use? You're going to use Vivid Seats. You can attend the concert show or a sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for the seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, right now, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On, no spaces, for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. If you're going to go get some tickets to UK versus Georgia, get a free $20 by using the Vivid Seats app. 
You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Quick note, Kyle. Apparently, the Indiana University in Pennsylvania. What the heck's the name of this school that Kentucky's playing? Ooey Pooey. No, 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 you're wrong. That's wrong. That's You're incorrect. Because this isn't the um, that. That's a Division One team. This is Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Oh, confused. Yeah, see, that's this is there's way too many universities. So this is just IUP, not IUPUI. Yeah, IUP. Yeah, there this is, is Uip. There is a or Eup. <laughs> there you go. There is a town, I guess, called Indiana, but it's in the state of Pennsylvania, and this is where that college is. Okay. I dated a girl from Pennsylvania once, so I strangely know this, and I don't exactly know why. Yeah, well, it's not as cool as, you know, dating someone from Pennsylvania isn't being on the radio with Andy Staples, so you win today, Kyle. Um, But anyway, the coach, Joe Lombardi, was from Youngstown, or played at Youngstown State in the 80s, and they used to play pickup with the Stoops brothers. Yeah, it was a good find by Jerry Tipton. That's Uh, a... That's really interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said said that uh, the Stoops brothers were a little wild on the basketball court. As you might imagine, undersized guys. Mark Stoops, not a real tall fella, not a basketball body. He was a safety in in college at Iowa. Uh, apparently was a big fowler. So, was was tough to score on. <laughs> yeah. So um, we talked about in the last segment Halloween costumes. Shout out for your super family. And your awesome Halloween costumes that you guys had the other day. Thank you, thank you. We were the super family. We, I had uh, I was Superman. Then uh, my wife was Wonder Woman. My daughter was Supergirl, and my son was the Incredible Hulk, which I believe is a little bit of a mix of the Marvel and DC comic universes. But uh, <laughs> we don't we don't mind that here. Yeah, there's no. Uh, it's, it's 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 a fine situation to have. We live in the world that we create. We don't have to be behooven to the film industry or comic book world industry world. What, what was that word? Behooven? <laughs> Is that a word? You're the writer. That's a word, Well, right? it, it, might behoove you, it might behoove you to use the word beholden instead. Nah, I like my word better. <laughs> I love you, Curtis. Finally, well, no. Cut that clip out and use it. Okay. My... Halloween thought is this, and this is my Halloween take for everybody, whether you want it or not. Kit Kats are not good. Oh, that's a horrible take. Anything that's a wafer covered in chocolate is delicious. Any kind of wafer-based sweet is delicious. I like those little the little wafers that they they have like they're like vanilla, strawberry, chocolate that you can buy that have like cream in the middle. Those are delicious. The what are they called? Are they called uh, not Nutter Butters? The ones that are like peanut butter and chocolate wafers. Those are Nutty Buddy bars. Nutty Buddies. Yeah. Those are incredible. Anything that's a wafer, and that's basically what you have with the with the Kit Kat bar. Crunchy wafer, chocolate. Can I tell you why I actually what's your, hate... What's your beef with it? It's the commercial. Oh, well. There's a lot of bad commercials. No, but this one, I can't... If it comes on, it'll just rock me to my core because... The whole thing is them biting into candy bars very loudly, and it's set to a beat, and it ruins my TV viewing experience. <laughs> well, I, I guess, but I like I like Kit Kats. They're very high on my power ranking, and the white chocolate Kit Kats are excellent. 
I set out a whole bowl of candy because I had to work from trick or treating time, and it was. I bet a, it was gone from one trick or treater. Yeah, there's a debate. I, maybe I should set up a surveillance camera next year and do this because trick or treating in Lexington is from six to eight p.m. and I am on a show, Big Blue Insider, 6 to 8 p.m. weeknights right here in Lexington on 6.30 WLAP. You can listen worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Um, but So I never you know, get to see what's going on there, hand out candy, unless I just skip the show, which I can't do that because people need to hear me every day, every hour of every day. Um, but I think I might do a little surveillance to get oh. a little bit deeper into what goes on when you put out well, a bowl of candy. Curtis, you missed an opportunity. I'm serious about this. For your radio show next year, you need to install one of those those doorbell cameras that like come on when people come up to your door and you need to pipe in the audio and and you need to scare people because you can talk to people through them <laughs> you need to you need to interact with the trick or treaters like if if a kid comes up we we saw a family in our neighborhood put a big bowl out and this little brat like had a trash bag <laughs> and he was just like dumping like armloads of candy in there and like some woman came by and was like, "Hey, stop that!" <laughs> and uh, you, you know, if you see a kid doing that, you need to just really like, like, like scare him on your on your uh, on your doorbell cam and have that audio on the show. You could do the full two hour show could just be like talking sports in between yeah. audio of you scaring trick or treaters and criticizing how much candy they're taking. Yeah, and uh, then I, I can be like uh, I think you can criticize not i should shouldn't put it like that not criticize a costume but question a costume it's like oh you're wearing your school's basketball jersey practice jersey oh you're a basketball player that's yeah a, you should make real kids, effort. kids feel bad about themselves <laughs> i think that'd be great well you do it on twitter i'll do it in real life <laughs> finally we'll wrap up with the one last mailbag question from one bearded golfer is a taco a sandwich well yeah i mean it Taco shell is not any different than a hot dog bun, and a hot dog's a sandwich. Okay. Just like a burrito's a sandwich. Wait a minute. But if, you wrap, a... if you wrap something around the, 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 the basic ingredients of your food, it's a sandwich. Okay. That's good to know. So, we'll keep that noted. <laughs> I think that's all we got for today. I Does that, here's a question. Does that make a Pop-Tart a sandwich? Mm, I got myself there. Well, the ingredients inside a Pop-Tart aren't something that you normally put in a sandwich, though, right? Peanut butter and jelly, maybe, you know? Well, I guess it's depending on the ingredient of, of the Pop-Tart. Well, this could be a whole episode. We'll have to get back to it later. Yeah. I'm, we, now I'm very... I'm, I'm not going to be able to accomplish anything the rest of the day because I'm just going to be thinking about <laughs> those things. All right. Um, you can follow along with all of our Locked On coverage on Twitter at LockedOnUK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. You can follow me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Stay tuned for the next edition of the show. We will probably be recording again after we talk to John Calipari when he is getting ready to face I-U-P. No other um, initials in that in that school in this exhibition game. So we'll, Which, by the way, you can you can use that uh, school name to uh, answer the question "Who up?" You just answer "I up." Man, this I wish Deron Lamb was back. He would love IU IUP. <laughs> <laughs> that would be his nickname. I up. 
<laughs> Thanks to Nick Ratliff for sponsoring this edition of the Locked On of Locked On Kentucky. We will talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.